Hi, I'm Shelly Cameron, CEO of the City of Philadelphia's Division of Aviation. I'm so glad you've joined me for my podcast, Taking Off with Shelly Cameron. This podcast takes you behind the scenes of all that's going on at PHL and PNE. In this episode, I'm very excited to hear from Nicole Maddox, who oversees airport operations in our international terminal, Terminal A West. Nicole, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm so glad you're able to join us. So international travel is what it's all about this year, right? Yes. We have up to 54 international flight departures a day. Yes. That is unreal. It's a busy place. What is it like to be in your shoes? What is it like to work there? It's really exciting. No day is quite the same. It takes a lot of pre-planning. We do a lot of work in the springtime so that we have a good plan to a good base to move from when there's diversions, when the unexpected, those type of things occur. So we have a good team in operations, and we try to work really hard so that the passenger has the best experience. So how does the activity fluctuate during the year? So the summertime is our busiest time of year. There was one day. We had approximately 7,200 passengers. Um, and the passengers usually come through between... And that's just arriving passengers, right? That's just right? arriving passengers that have to be cleared by um, the federal inspection. And so that's typically between 2 in the afternoon and 6.30 at night. And so we have a team that meets... They meet and greet the passengers. They speak foreign languages. So those are our employees, Those right? are our employees. Those are City of Philadelphia employees. Um, they're service, bilingual service representatives and bilingual receptionists, which are students. So how many languages do they speak? Um, we have nine languages right now. What we've done at the airport is um, we really try to recruit for the languages for the flights that we have. So you're looking for mm-hmm. people to come and work here who speak the language of a country that we fly to. Yes. So, for example, we started flights in 2018 to Budapest, Hungary, and Prague in the Czech Republic. So, ideally, you'd want to try and find somebody who speaks Hungarian. Yes. So, we haven't quite um, been able to get someone that speaks Hungarian um, this summer, but we've had those languages in the past. So, what we do is um, we reach out to the students that we currently have, and we ask them to ask their friends, say, hey, you know, this is an opportunity. Would they be interested? And um, I'm currently working on um, a new job uh, announcement so that we can send out to the colleges that have language art programs in the Philadelphia area. Oh, what a great idea. So you can actually get people who, um, you know, maybe native speakers or also folks who have studied the language. Yes. Yes. Oh, that's fantastic. So you talked a couple of minutes ago about um, how the passengers have to go through a federal inspection process when they arrive. Talk to me a little bit about what it's like to be an arriving international passenger and what you and your staff do to help make that process go smoothly. What happens is, is when you, it's a little different than in Europe. Um, when you do the federal inspection process here in the States, you um, arrive at one of our gates, obviously, and then you walk to the primary inspection area. And at that point, you are showing your credentials, your citizenship, um, your passport, um, whatever type of documents that you have to prove your citizenship. And you will speak to the officer, and then after that, you get your luggage. And that's customs. And then it's agriculture. And during that process, we have students there, and we also have permanent employees that if you need 
assistance with filling out any of the declaration forms. If there's a language barrier with the customs officer, then one of our Philadelphia employees would assist the federal inspection officer with that conversation to make sure that the officer is getting the correct information as to why you're here. And then at that point, once the everything that's done, you would exit the federal inspection area and go on to your final destination. Fantastic. So what are some of the things that have happened that you've seen that you've had to help people with? I tell the students this a lot. You are someone's first interaction with a U.S. citizen. Um, and this happened quite frequently. Over the summer, I always tell them that you want to greet that person the way that you would want to be greeted. You have to remember that um, it's intimidating. You know, and then if there's a language barrier, then you need to be sensitive to that situation. So the most frequent thing is you have um, large families. And so you have one person that's speaking for the family. And so you're trying to get all of the correct information from that person for everyone in their group. That's um, sometimes really hard because... It may be multiple families in different households, and, you know, they have to see officers separately. Um, That's usually something that we deal with. There's also someone that doesn't speak English at all, and so that's really challenging to try to get someone, if we don't have the language, to see if that person speaks another language so that we can assist them. So what what if you have someone who speaks a language that we don't have a representative present who can do it at all? What are the options? Typically what happens is they will go to the officer. Customs, just like the airport does, they have a language line. There's someone from the language line that can speak that language, and that's how they assist the passengers. What are some other things that people might not know about international flights? Are there any other requirements or things that that we just may not think about or know about? I think people sometimes don't think about the fact that you have to read almost certify yourself when you come back into the States to say that, yes, I'm a U.S. citizen, this is my name, and I'm back in the country. And so, and what exactly that entails. And sometimes the process may take a little more time than you're used to, and they don't account for that when in their traveling process, in their travel time. And so I think that that's really important, especially when you're making travel plans, to think about that, how long that may take you. And typically it takes a U.S. citizen about an hour you know, more or less, to go through the FIS process, pick up your luggage, and then reconnect for your next flight. But we at PHL also have other programs that make it quicker for yes. some people to yes. get through, right? Yes. What are those programs? There are um, so many programs out there that makes it uh, a little more seamless. There's Global Entry, and Philadelphia is actually a location for a Global Entry We have an office here at the airport. You would go online to do the application process, and then you could come to the airport to finalize that. But we also have global entry upon arrival. So if you are approved global entry and you're going um, to Europe, you could come back on your way back into the country, then you would finalize your process then at the end of your trip. So I've done that myself, mm-hmm. and it's pretty easy for, yes. for anybody out there who's thinking about it and has a trip coming, even if it's just one trip. Yes. Um, I would highly encourage you to, to think about going through the process because you fill out a form online, you schedule an appointment, they take your fingerprints, they do a quick interview, yes. and and usually um, that's that's about all there is to it. With Global Entry, don't you get another benefit, though, too? Yes. Um, so with Global Entry, you also get pre-check. So when you're going for your connecting flight, you don't have to stand in the regular um, line. Or any other or domestic any, flight. Yes, or any other domestic flight. You are um, a pre-check passenger, so you would have the benefit of getting in the shorter line. 
So what other programs do we have in Philly? Um, we also have the automated passport control program. And so basically what that is, is uh, you would go to a kiosk and instead of you having to go to an officer to answer all of the questions and fill out the form, you would do it through the kiosk. So it makes it a little faster. The kiosk takes a minute. And so typically, if we're having a really good day, it would take you probably half an hour to do the FIS process. Significantly faster. It's significantly faster. Yes. Oh, fantastic. Mm -hmm. So, Nicole, other things that people might not know about that happen when an international flight arrives in the United States. So um, one of the things that people don't realize is you're restricted on what types of food you can bring back. Um and other items that you can bring back into the States. So before you purchase something, you might want to look over the list that's available online on the customs website under agriculture because people buy really expensive sausages, um, bunt cakes, some types of candies. And unfortunately, agriculture has to seize those items if they don't meet USDA requirements. And so that's really disappointing when you really want to bring back something special and you can't now because it's restricted. Yeah. Um, to further that, the airport, a regulated waste program. And so we collect all of that and then we're responsible for, um, unfortunately, getting rid of all of those items at the end of the day. So you're responsible for making sure the passengers have a good experience, that the interface with the Customs and Border Protection people goes smoothly, and taking out the trash. Yes. That's a <laughs> yeah. big job. Yes. <laughs> I want to go back to something that you talked about a couple minutes ago, which is um, flight diversions. Okay. We recently had a flight come in um, with Aerolineas Argentinas. Yes. That's an airline that we have never dealt with before at PHL, right? Correct. Yes. So what did you do? How did you handle that? So one of the challenges um, when it comes to diversions, especially for an airline that is not a tenant here or doesn't have a relationship with any of the other airlines, is ground service. The ground handler is basically the operation that handles the flight once it's on the ground. It's responsible for marshalling the flight into the gate. It's responsible for the jet bridge, bringing it to the aircraft so that the passengers can get off. They're also responsible for taking your luggage off of the plane, the customer service as well. So if a flight comes in and they don't have a contract or a relationship with one of these folks or with American Airlines to do it for them, they're essentially stuck. To a certain extent, and that's where we come in. Okay. So we try to facilitate a relationship with a ground handler that is here that will be able to support their operation. That's what we did with um, Airlines Argentinas. Um, one of the local ground handlers, we got in contact with them, and they were able to support that operation with the assistance of another major airline here at the airport. And I heard rave reviews back in my office for the actions that you all took. So really well done. It was it was one of those interesting days where no no two days are the same. So it made it fun. Um, unfortunately, they had to divert here, but it was an interesting day for us anyway. And we're working with a number of airlines, aren't we, on being a diversion airport? Yes. What we are trying to do is have, we have a plan, but have a better plan um, so that we know what ground handlers can handle what type of aircraft, what type of equipment they have available. If any of the airlines that may come in, if they have a relationships with any of our tenants, so that we could try to facilitate the process as quickly as possible once that aircraft is on the ground. Because I remember a couple days last winter where JFK Airport in New York was unable to take passengers and flights. 
and and the airlines and air traffic control and everybody was scrambling to figure out where they could put those flights in. Yes. So if we have better plans, we would maybe be better poised to help in that kind of a situation. Yes. Basically, it gives us an opportunity to interface with them to see what their needs are. And so that the next time that we come, we have an idea of what exactly we need to do before they even get on the ground. You know, um, what type of equipment they may need and things like that. Yeah, it was interesting. I remember forwarding something over to you and from Japan Airlines. We don't have them yet, but we've been talking to them about how to start service here. And they said, look, in the meantime, um, we just want to know if we can use PHL as a diversion airport. Yes. Right? And they did They did reach out to us. Um, they've actually been asking us several questions so that if they do divert here, we would be able to assist them. Nicole, is there anything else you want to mention about what it's like to work um, in your job and be in your shoes? It's, you know, for me, it's really exciting. You work with a lot of different people. Everyone has a different way of handling things. So in each instance or each situation, you always learn something. And in my case, I feel like I have a lot of, I have a wealth of knowledge that I'm surrounded by so that if I don't have the answer, I'm not intimidated to reach out to ask the question, you know, because there's never a dumb question, you know. Um, I agree. And so to me, that's what um, makes my job a little easier is having good relationships with the people that I work with. And Nicole, trust me, I sleep better at night knowing that you're at the helm in the international terminal. <laughs> well, thank you, you help welcome millions of people every year to this area, to this region, and to our airport. So thank you for everything that you do. Thank you. And thank you for joining us today. Um, that's all the time we have. So again, thank you for being here and sharing what's going on in the international terminals. I'm Shelley Cameron. Thank you for listening.